You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Welcome back. Welcome to a fresh week. I'm so glad that you're here and that we're spending this time together. And I'm especially proud and honored to share the work of my guest today. Her name is Titania Jordan, and she's the Chief Marketing Officer at Bark. And Bark is a company that um, monitors all of your children's online activity, whether it's through games, email, text messaging, YouTube, you name it. It seems like everything is connected to the internet these days. And as parents, we cannot monitor everything. It's impossible. Um, So to have this technology, this company out there, um, really empowering parents to to know that their children are safe. And if something does happen, they're going to know about it, I think is really incredible and just so, so needed um, these days. So, you know, we cover what to look for as a parent, how to have these tough conversations, how to be more open. Um, And so I think this is really going to bring you and your children closer, honestly, Um, just because knowing that you're not alone and, and knowing, you know, what actually is out there and what to look for you know, just really brings us all together and I think empowers us to be stronger as a community. So if you are completely sold on Bark, she is offering you a special discount code. The code MOTHERHOOD will get you a free month to use Bark and check it out for yourself. Um, But if you are listening to this and you are shaking your head and you're like, yeah, I really, I really need this. I really can't do this alone. And you think someone else would benefit from hearing this, share it with them or share it on your Instagram stories. That's how we get this message out to more and more people and protect more and more children. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Titania Jordan of Bark. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. This is my line of organic, natural, USA-grown hemp that was specifically designed to help you, the mother, battle stress and anxiety naturally. And I'm excited to announce we just added two new CBD oils to the lineup. One is a 500 milligram natural flavor, and the other one, my personal favorite, is a peppermint flavor, and it is so delicious. It is so good, and it's going to leave you feeling calm, cool, and relaxed for your day. So head over to motherhoodunstressed.com and get yours today. Hello, Titania. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. We've known each other for a bit now. And like I said before, we started recording. I've been following the journey of Bark and what you're doing in the world. So I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And likewise, I am so moved by the content that you continue to put out there and inspire and empower people. Um, Yeah, I I wish you existed 10 years ago (laughs) online because I, as a young mom, needed, needed that. So just thank Same. you for all that you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, so jumping right in, um, why don't you give the listener kind of a brief overview of Bark and your role and how it even came to be? Yes. Yeah. So the company was born July of 2015 and I wish it was my idea. It wasn't. Uh, our CEO, Brian Basin, is a dad of two. And um, he had a very successful career in in tech and social media. He had just sold his last startup to Twitter, was working at Twitter at the time. And his oldest son got an iPod touch and he looked at it and was like, man, how am I going to keep him safe on this thing? He looked at the landscape of parental controls and monitoring and was like, man, this all sucks. Like, no, there's nothing good out there. And if there is something out there, it's going to be a lot of a big time suck for me and incredibly invasive for my parent-child relationship. So he left Twitter and started Bark, which was just the most wonderful thing ever um, because he reached out to me and I joined the team shortly thereafter. Um, I am their CMO. That's chief marketing officer. 
Um, also go by the moniker of Chief Parenting Officer, which is a really fun uh, title that I, I really appreciate. Um, but more on what Bark does. So Bark will monitor your children's social media, text messages, and email across all kinds of devices and accounts that they access. And when it finds a problem, it will alert you as a parent. So for example, my son uh, has an iPhone right now. He's 11. And we can talk about that in a minute. Um, But the phone number that is associated with his phone used to belong to somebody else. And apparently that gentleman uh, subscribed to ads that helped him enlarge his penis, I guess. And so, you know, more power to him, but that's not, <laughs> that's not what my son needs to be getting. Right. Sure, sure. So, uh, so I got a bark alert for sexual content because mm-hmm. he was receiving spam. Now, thankfully, because I've had ongoing conversations with him about just all this stuff, he, he actually took a screenshot and sent it to me <laughs> in addition to me receiving a bark alert. And he was like, uh, how do I block this number? So, um, so yeah, so that's just one example of what Bark does. Bark alerts to issues like cyberbullying, sexual content, thoughts of suicide and depression, potential drug use, online predators and acts of violence. And it will not only give you the problem and where it happened and who was involved, but it'll also give you best recommended next steps for how to address these issues with your children. That's incredible because I think even just the notification alone is so revolutionary. It's so different than what you're seeing out there. But then to take it a step further, was that second part kind of, you know, years into to the company where they were like, okay, well, we're alerting these people. Now they don't know what to do. Is that Was that kind of like an organic progression? Um, that, that came about pretty quickly because, you know, again, we were we decided to do things differently by only alerting to problems instead of giving parents full unfettered access to all their children's devices and accounts. Um, And that just kind of speaks to our ethos of a company uh, of empowerment. We don't want to just give you the bad news. We want Mm -hmm. to educate you to what's happening in this landscape and then give you the tools and education um, to do something about it. It is not easy to be a parent in 2020. Oh, I completely agree. You know, as the mom of two small boys, I'm shocked at what I've seen come up, like they've been playing the iPad and I'll hear something and you know, it's wrong. You feel it in your gut. And that's when I'm in the room, you know? So I know, I know, you know, in my gut that I've missed things that they've been exposed to. And as a parent, you know, you feel terrible. You really do. You're I'm failing at this. And I know so many mothers out there listening to this right now have that feeling, but at the same time, it's like, what do I do? You know, they have no idea that bark was even an option. So Talk to us, you know, when you are a mother and you do right. hand your child a tablet or a phone, mm-hmm. you know, initial stages, what are some things that you need to, to be aware of, to look out for? Yeah. So thank you for asking. Um, and I will try to make this as condensed as possible because it's just a so lot. Much. I mean, you know, we all, I think our first worry as a parent when we have a child is just screen time. You know, the American Academy of Pediatrics says no screens before the age of two, which is darn near impossible given that the fact that our, you know, we all have smartphones, our babies see us on the smartphones, we're taking pictures, we're taking videos, they are drawn to the light. Um, Children know how to operate devices before the age of two. So that aside, just be very mindful of the screen time that you're introducing them to and know that you are helping them form neural pathways in their brain Mm. that are stimulated um, by the light, 
by the gamification that these companies uh, pour into to make their apps more delightful. And so less is absolutely more. But I say that knowing full well as a parent, it's so easy to give your kid a device just to get some stuff done. So it's all about balance. But as long as you're aware of what it does to your child's mind and emotions, um, you can you can be proactive about that. Um, as they get older, um, some things to really be aware of are the the content they can stumble upon on YouTube even. So let's say you're know, a three or four-year-old and they just want to watch their favorite cartoon. Um, you need to make sure that the settings on your internet service provider, cable service provider, device are set as such that they cannot access inappropriate content. And there's a variety of ways to do all of those things. Um, we actually have a tool at Bark. It's free. It's called the Barkomatic.com. You go there, you enter, you know, what your tech setup is for your family, and we'll give you a list of things that you need to do to, to lock it down. For example, if your voice activated remote for your television at home, you can just say, show me Netflix. Your kid pulls up Netflix. All of a sudden they're watching Oranges of the New Black and they're four years old. You're going to need to take them to therapy. So <laughs> go, go ahead and proactively set that parental control pen and, and, you know, restrict just content. So we've talked about screen time. We've talked about content. Then they get old enough to read. And the comments on the internet mm -hmm. are a whole other game. And, and that's where cyberbullying starts to come into effect and, and the sexual content again. And so that's when you need to start having those tough conversations around, you know, we are always kind to one another, even when we don't agree with one another. We use kind words. We take kind actions. Um, we don't use the screen as a shield to hurl insults, but we use it as a, a place for connection. Um, we also teach our children about tricky people and how you know, you, you might want to use the phrase online predator or mm -hmm. child sexual abuse with your six, seven or eight year old. And that's totally understandable, mm -hmm. but you do need to talk about it with them in an age appropriate way. And so using, you know, a, a tricky person as an example that you might be gaming on Roblox or Fortnite, and that person might say that they're your age and they even go to your school. Don't believe them. They could be tricking you. Um, as they get older, uh, that conversation gets deeper. And um, I just want to take a break here because I've been talking a lot. I don't know if you want to interrupt with anything and then I can keep going uh, as to as kids get older. <laughs> no, I love it. I love everything okay. that you're saying because I think it is, you say it so beautifully. It's such a natural progression of you know when to have those tough conversations. And I think so many parents don't have the right vocabulary to even start. I mean, you're kind of blessed. You know, you're obviously a great communicator to have that relationship with your son. And that's, you know, I think every mother out there wants to have that, but maybe they weren't modeled that behavior or maybe they just aren't aware that, you know, this is even possible. So talk, yeah. to, us, talk to us about the older kids. Cause I was literally just having a conversation <laughs> yesterday and, and, you know, her daughter made a video about a teacher and, you know, of course the teacher found out and, you know, now there's all this big trouble. And, you know, you think about when you were a teenager, yeah, you would write notes and things like that, but it was never really documented forever the way things are now. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, the 11, 12 year old scene. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's, this is where, it, this is where it really gets rough. Um, you know, and, and just backing up, there's such a stigma associated with sexuality and mental health. And those are the two biggest things that your children are going to need your help uh, navigating with 
you know, growing up in this digital age. And so if you can just start when they're young by calling body parts anatomically appropriate words, you know, don't be afraid to call it what it is and just be very matter of fact about it. And, um, you know, be open to talking about depression and anxiety um, and just just feeling off balance with your family. It'll help as they get older. So so now they're older. And if they don't have a smartphone, their friends do. Or there's a family iPad that they can access or they're riding a bus to school where other kids have Mm -hmm. have unfettered access. They are even getting devices at school. You know, schools will hand Mm -hmm. them Chromebooks and that sort of thing without giving the parents any sort of education. And so it's not a matter of if, but when. So they have access somehow, even if they don't actually have a device themselves yet. Um, and so, we, you know, we talked about cyberbullying. We talked about tricky people. You got to keep those conversations going. But now you need to talk about uh, sexual content because children can encounter pornography uh, in the shape of what you and I typically uh, can recall it as, or even just cartoon or anime mm-hmm. renditions you know, you might look over your kid's shoulder and think they're watching Mickey Mouse, but it's, it's you know, Mickey Mouse gone wild on spring break. And it's just not, it's not what you think it is. That so, was something recent that happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, it just continues to happen because, you know, there's millions of content creators all around the globe, all uploading content to this free platform. And some of them just have really bad intentions and they know your kid uh, is a target. And so mm-hmm. talk to your kid about, uh, pornography in a way that they can understand it. One book that has really helped me is called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. Um, you can get it on Amazon, you know, within a day. <laughs> uh, and it helps to frame a very difficult subject in a way that a child can understand it without scarring them for life. And it just helps to frame the, you know, this is what this content does to your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how some people who are creating this content are actually maybe not not doing it by choice, you know, it just kind of, it really helps to age it, uh, frame it in an age appropriate way. So pornography. And on that note, um, children are getting pressure to send photos of themselves at a much earlier age. Uh, I was speaking with the principal of a, uh, a local Atlanta middle school and she said to Tanya, sexting is the new first base. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in sixth grade, I was thinking about my first kiss. Uh, and now our kids are worrying about sending photos of their genitalia to each other. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of, a lot to unpack there, not the least of which is that it's actually illegal, um, you know, to send a, a, a explicit photo of a child to another child is distribution of child pornography. That child accepting it is, is possession of child Mm -hmm. pornography. And so that's just, it's just a whole new world. So you need to talk about the ramifications of that with them. And it's less about your family's dynamic around sexuality and just more about what are the legal implications? What are the implications for you getting into school and your reputation management and getting a job later on in life? All that sort of thing. The internet never forgets. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of that, there's the digital footprint. Uh, let let children know that even if you're putting stuff on a platform that apparently things disappear, hello, Snapchat, um, anybody can take a screenshot. You might not know it, and you can't always trust even your best friends, unfortunately. So don't put anything out there that you don't want other people to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, chances are it won't remain a secret. Now let's uh, talk about mental health. Um, suicide is now the second leading cause of death in children uh, in our nation. Second, second leading cause of death. Oh, and wow. so you need to be talking with your children about their mental health. Um there are no studies out yet that confirm the correlation between 
suicidal uh, ideation and execution with social media use. But as somebody who uses it a lot and is very aware of her own mental health, I can say that it's um, there's definitely a relation there. And so talking with your children about what they're putting out there, how it can affect other people. You know, if you and four of your girlfriends go to a movie, but there's another girlfriend that like, she's friends, but maybe you just didn't invite her. She sees that online. She feels unworthy. And so it's not even about sexual content or cyberbullying content, but just the content you're putting out can, can make people struggle with FOMO. Um, mm-hmm. Body image is another thing. I mean, if I had Instagram as a 14-year-old girl who was already struggling with bulimia and not feeling thin enough, that would have set me right over the edge. Um, And so emphasizing to children that online life is filtered life. It's not real life. You are only going to see the best and the brightest of people's lives. You are not going to see their real life. It's important to keep hammering home because honestly, as as an adult, I'm, I still tell myself that. Right. Same. Absolutely. Absolutely. And anyone I think who's in the social space, whether you have a big following or not, you're experiencing that, you know, you're, whether you're a child or not, but I would think even still as a child, it's so much more intense, you know, because you, and like what you talked about, the neural pathways being mm-hmm. formed, that's a real thing that mm-hmm. changes your brain. And unless you do a massive amount of work in adulthood by meditating or therapy or whatever it may be, yeah. you're not going to be able to correct that. And you're not even going to know that those subconscious programs are going. Right. So that's, it, that's huge. Something that recently happened that really struck me on the theme of mental health was mm-hmm. that suicide um, attempt or the ideation that Bart caught. So can you talk to us a little bit about that and what happened? Yeah. So we have this lovely mom, Julie Carroll in Chicago, and she wrote in to tell us that a bark alert saved her child's life. And it just completely blew us away. I mean, we, we have suicidal, uh, and self-harm alerts coming in daily. We have at least 12 a day that we're flagging for families. But if, you know, this one mom took the time to let us know that, her, um, her 12-year-old at the time was uh, Googling, um, you know, how to, how to take your life with things you can find in the home. And she, her mother would have had no idea mm-hmm. at all if that bark alert didn't come her way. And so um, she was able to get her daughter the help she needed, and she's, she's doing well now. We sent her a little love package um, just to let her know, you know, she has a plan. She has a purpose. She needs to be on this planet wow. and we're, we're here to support her. But yeah, I mean, kids, their frontal lobes aren't fully formed mm-hmm. until their early twenties. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to be, um, their lives are just going to be more chaotic. It's going to be harder for them to process, you know, little things that don't phase us as adults are like the end of the world to them. Mm-hmm. And so we have to, we have to be empathetic and sensitive to how they're viewing the world, the struggles that are, you know, presenting to them and then, and help them. And if we, if we can't do it, we also have to be strong enough to ask for outside help, whether it's, um, you know, joining the parenting in a tech world, Facebook group of over 60,000 parents, reaching out to your pediatrician, your school resource officer, a local mental health professional. Um, Don't wait to get help if you think your child needs help. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to what we were originally talking about, everyone has access to the internet. Everyone has access to a tablet or phone or whatever. And you can't always be looking over your child's shoulder. It's just not realistic. So to have an extra component in there, to be an ally in that fight, in that, in our 
you know, to our core role as protectors and advocates for our children, I think is incredible. Um, and so, you know, we've covered a lot of ground. Is there any anything you really want to hit home for the woman listening to this who's just now found out about Bark and, and really is just kind of wrap her head around all that all that life is throwing at her as a mother and as a parent uh, and with her child in regards to all this? Um, I would say that, first of all, you're not alone. Um, don't think that you are the worst parent on the planet or that you, you know, just you're not alone and everybody's dealing with this. Two is in the same vein of we are the first generation of parents that are ever having to parent in this type of world. Mm -hmm. Our parents didn't have to deal with this. You know, maybe the worst thing to deal with was an AOL chat room, but that's it, you know? And so there's no, there's no manual. We are a living experiment. And so as long as you're doing the best you can, you need to be able to take a deep breath and, and go to sleep at night knowing that that's all you can do. Um, as long as your children know that they are loved fiercely, um, you know, we'll all get through this time together. Uh, and your children need to know that they can come to you with these tough issues and not, uh, not necessarily fear punishment. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say some creepy person's talking to your kid on PS4. He might not want to tell you that because he thinks your first reaction is to yank it out of the wall and sell mm -hmm. it on eBay. He needs to know that he can tell you that he can still play his games and y'all will work together to, to deal with some of, you know, the creepy people in this world. So open and honest communication. You are not alone. Do the best you can. And, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, what really hits home for you, even just your modeling is to have that grace for yourself and yes. that, you know, forgive yourself for not being on guard 24 seven. I mean, it's impossible. Literally impossible. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious though, like, have you had a lot of conversations just with the mothers about Bark and how it's improved their lives? Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, we, we get emails all day long from parents who, um, you know, some, some on the, on the lighter side, just funny, like, Oh, <laughs> Bart caught me cyberbullying my kid. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> take out the trash or I'm going to, you know, whatever, just, you know, joking. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, you know, you can, you can toggle the severity level. <laughs> maybe, maybe you want to, you know, change, change it up a little bit. Um, two parents, you know, that have, you know, we've caught, We've escalated over 450 online predators to law enforcement. Wow. Uh, we've helped prevent 16 credible school shootings. Holy uh, cow. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've escalated you know, over 22,000 severe self-harm alerts. Um, you know, the, the impact that we're able to make and the firsthand accounts that we're getting from parents who are like, I would not have known otherwise, or because of this alert, it helped give me a doorway to talk to this issue mm. with my kid. Whereas otherwise, I wouldn't even know how to bring it up. But it's almost like Bark kind of rips off that Band-Aid and then you, you go in and you deal with it and you ultimately grow closer as a result. Mm -hmm. I mean, this seems to me like such a greater mission. You know, what, what started as a spark of just wanting to monitor my kid while he's on his iPad is now, I mean, it's changing the landscape of the entire country, I would assume, of the entire world. Are you international as well? We are growing. Um, so we uh, just launched Spanish not too long ago, which will help us expand greatly. Um, we are U.S.-based only right now, but we are, we are expanding globally because this is a global 
problem and a global need. Yeah, absolutely. And has law enforcement been really receptive to you sending them information? Or are they like, we don't understand this, we don't get this? No, they have been incredible because they're dealing with the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's that's actually one of our tips is if your child is being cyberbullied or has been contacted by an online predator, please talk to your local law enforcement. They are equipped to help you. Um, and, you know, bark now can provide evidence to help put these bad people away and and help to alert um, before things escalate into, you know, a kidnapping or human sex trafficking mm. or, um, you know, acts of violence. And so, yeah, they're, they're very receptive to this and they're thankful um, for this. And we're, we're so thankful for them. This is incredible. I, I'm so fired. Like, this is why I wanted to have you on the show. Like, this is this is incredible, life-changing work. You're doing so much good in the world. You're putting bad people away where they need to be and catching them so they can't perpetuate their behavior on countless other victims or other children out there. I mean, it's just, it's so exciting. And I can't wait. I can already just, I can feel it in my body how big this is going to go. Like, this is going to be huge and life-changing. I love it. Um, but we are at the point in the interview where I have some rapid fire questions for you. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Bark is. Bark is tech that keeps your kids safer online and in real life. Love it. I'm grateful for. I am grateful for my health, my family, my faith, and for you. Um, And lastly, what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? So I have, I have heard this and I have believed this, but I haven't really fully lived it until I think my mid thirties. And, and that is, for me personally, it's, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, for those who are of a, a different faith or perhaps don't have a faith, um, you, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. It's pouring into my confidence. That confidence that I had was when I was an eight or a nine or a 10 year old and then left because of societal influences. Um, I'm just now fully gaining back. Um, if you pour into your strengths and your abilities and you work really, really hard, anything is possible. Anything can happen. Doors will open where you see walls. And my life is a living testament to that. Oh, that's so beautifully said. And I agree. I agree completely. And I know the woman listening to this has gotten so much out of this conversation, learned so much. Everything that you mentioned is going to be in the show notes. So if you're driving or walking your dog right now, don't worry. We've got you covered. And uh, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for the protection that you're providing for children and parents all over the country and soon to be, I know, all over the world. Um, and, and I just, I'm in awe of you and the work that you're doing. So thank you. Well, everything that you said right back at you because you are a beautiful force for good inside and out. So thank you. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, if you love this episode, please share it with at least one friend. Tag us on your Instagram stories. That's a great way to support the show. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss out on a morning meditation or on an interview with an incredible person doing incredible work in the world. Um, And if you haven't already, um, please hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts because it really does 
uh, boosts the show's rating and just it gets the message out to more and more listeners. So thank you.